0: Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice, and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. Hello and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. Watch out, everybody. The Kansas City Chiefs may have landed this year's Lombardi Trophy, but you're about to hear two Pittsburghers go off about finding your purpose, using your strengths, Studying engineering in college, and maybe even a little bit about our mutual loyalty to the black and gold, the Pittsburgh Steelers. John Thompson might be my kindred spirit. Like I said, he's also a former engineer, and he has channeled his sales and leadership background into helping people do something I am also quite passionate about, finding your potential. Yes, I mean you, everybody out there, pursuing your potential. John has a ton of experience working with Fortune 500 corporations and an impressive list of training and credentials, and he comes to us with a wealth of knowledge that I am eager to hear about and excited he is willing to share. He's bringing hope, he's empowering you and your organizations, and he's here to help you stack your deck and be an ace in business and life. Help me welcome to the show fellow Steelers fan, John Thompson.
1: Hey, hey, it's great to be here, Angie. Thanks so much. You got me excited talking about the Steelers. I know it's going to be a great conversation today.
0: Let's just talk about football for 40 minutes. What do you think? <laughs> it's, it's really funny because uh, when before the show, I was filling John in on just a couple of funny things because we were emailing yesterday uh, about just like show stuff and I hadn't dug into all the details of John's background and I emailed him and I was like, yeah, everybody who comes to us from John Saunders... All of you may know John Saunders. He's our only two-time guest here on No More Mondays has been an amazing part of my network. They're all aces. And he John gives me this quippy response back, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a good recording. And then I look at his stuff today and I'm like, oh, he literally wrote a book about being an ace. And I was like, this is so perfect. And then I found out that we had roots in, in Western PA, and mom and dad, John went to Trinity and graduated four years before me. So how is that for like coming from the same small world? So let's dig in, what do you think? Yes.
1: Yes. I mean, I think it's, I think it's pretty awesome. It's a small world, but, uh, so I grew up playing baseball, uh, with Lone Pine and, and Angie is from Claysville. And I think it's pretty exciting. We used to always beat Claysville and we had this cheer. It was rattle, rattle. We smell cattle Claysville. So, you know, Angie, you got to take that one with you.
0: Take that one with you. And when you grow up two miles from the Pandale, of West Virginia in the country of Pennsylvania, that appropriate cheater to have against your team i'm also not surprised that you always beat us at baseball
1: that's right that's right it was a good good country fun that's what uh, that's what we did uh, exactly
0: and um all right so we've got we've got lots to chat about uh we've got strengths finders in common you've got a book but let's start with some context and i would love for you to tell everybody out there a little bit about the work you're doing at team aces
1: Yeah, sure thing. So yeah, so I I guess you know I'm a I look at myself business leader, executive coach, and then you know now now an author and so excited to get my book Stack Your Deck: How to Be an Ace in Business and Life out into the world. And so you know I'll I'll call it about three four years ago I was in a bit of a crossroads in corporate America. It was in 2018, and uh, I had been in corporate for about 20 years at the time and was passed over for a promotion and. You know, during that time when you're passed over for a promotion, it can be a bit of a setback, and you know, and it really caused me to think about what I was doing in corporate, what was really making me happy, and you know, and I had many successes in corporate, and then I also had some significant challenges in corporate, and so you know, when I took a time to reflect on really what brings me joy, uh, it led me down the path of uncovering my strengths, and so I was always passionate about strengths finders or Gallup strengths, and. Uh, or strengths, And so what I did was I I took the assessment and then I decided to actually take it a step further and become a a certified strengths coach. And so, you know, my strengths are uh, competition, futuristic, input, achiever, and learner. And so when you light up your strengths every day, that really is where you come alive. And so I started thinking about more of how I can apply my strengths and what I do every day. And it really led me down this path of coaching and then starting my company Team Aces. And at Team Aces, we help individuals really align to, I call it the Aces Pillars of Success, which are your attitude, connection, empowerment, and strength. And so, um, you know, and then this whole this whole idea of how do you become an ace in business and life. And so it's it's been a great uh, experience. I'm still working in corporate and then, you know, applying the Aces Fundamentals to how I lead my teams, and then in addition, coaching others to be uh, all that they can be in business and life as well.
0: This is so fun. I I'm a big fan of Strengths Finders, and I don't use a ton of personality tests or metrics in my coaching. Mm-hmm. But if I do, Strengths Finders is my go to because I find that it typically. And this is a little bit of a, a rabbit hole and like aside, but hey, let's go there. Uh, I find that it. <laughs> it doesn't always like reveal something you didn't know about yourself but it makes things that you know about yourself or subconsciously know about yourself really kind of come to light and make sense uh and not surprising you have a, you and i have a couple in common minor strategic yeah. activator ideation achiever and competition uh um, there you go yeah which i think it and it's funny because uh let's talk about the mutual engineering background for a second and how that mm-hmm. actually comes into play here because what I have found is that engineers who don't wanna be engineers who don't have the personality of an engineer actually end up making great entrepreneurs. So I'm curious where that background had led you into your professional experience and how that also informs the work at Team ACES.
1: Yeah, so you know when I think about an engineer, engineers we solve problems, and that's what I always love doing. And you know whether it's solving a challenge as it relates to utilizing high technology, which is what I do in my in my uh, role in in healthcare, or as it relates to helping individuals determine where they are today and where they want to go. There's a, there's there's inherently a challenge there or a problem that we're helping individuals solve. So. I, I love having the engineering background, just the technical background, the problem-solving background. And then, you know, being an entrepreneur, it can be it can be a lonely time. And, uh, you know, I remember those days in engineering school, you know, while the world was, you know, I'll call it partying, enjoying themselves, we were, you know, kind of in the library. We were heads down doing the work. And, you know, a lot of the kind of entrepreneurial ventures require that quiet time when you're actually doing the work to then, you know, launch out into the, into the world. So, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels there.
0: 20 years later, the eight hour problem sets still haunt me, John.
1: Yes, you remember, right. But you know, you you got through it now you're on the other side and look at life, right.
0: They'll have a fondness for that lovely engineering paper with the little tiny graphs on it. It's just really fun to write on, but it's, I 100% (laughs) agree with you that Uh, For me in in the career coaching space, the tech piece came full circle because it gave me the ability to specialize in helping people in those types of careers because Mm. they're like, okay, you can get me, which I'm sure also Mm. comes to light for you in the types of companies you're engaged with. And also the fact Mm. that technology is such a huge part of everything we're doing now, being able to understand how that can help organizations kind of grow and thrive and streamline is a huge benefit.
1: Yeah, I I think that you know we don't run away from technology we embrace technology and I mean look quite honestly I mean you know starting up we had some issues with the uh the initial system that we were on and so we switched over and now we're recording on a different platform but you know again it's kind of embracing those challenges leaning into the uh new technology and and uh you know not letting it uh kind of, uh, you know, challenge you or not letting it get you off your goals. So, uh, yeah, I love having the, the background of an engineer and being able to attack problems, solve problems, embrace technology.
0: So from a career path, link us between engineering school, engineering as a career. There was a sales and leadership period of time. Like bridge us between that and then actually starting at Team Aces and kind of fill us in on a little of the, the pro- professional background that kind of supports what you're doing today, too.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I started undergrad electrical engineering and then um, from University of Pittsburgh. And then um, I did a MBA at Penn State early in my career. I was in operations program, so I was very heavily focused on operations, supply chain, business leadership, P&L leadership in transportation industry. And then did some work in infrastructure and then building automation and then most recently healthcare. And what I look at is the common thread between all of those different industries, going from operations to service to sales, has been this kind of connection with people and really understanding people, understanding how to identify talent, how to build high-performing teams, and then how to direct that talent toward solving tough challenges. And so that's really what I focus on with you know my, my work in corporate, as well as my my time with uh, with Team Aces and helping individuals just really understand where they are today, tap into their strengths, and then align them to uh, you know wherever they want to go in their career. So it's it's been a it's been a rewarding journey, and it's been one of those ones where it's like if you're what do they say if you're aligned to your passion, your purpose, you're not working a day in your life. And so that's really what I feel.
0: Oh, you just took me exactly where I wanted to go about pursuing mm-hmm. your potential. But before we get there, I have a very important question. When Pitt yes. plays Penn State, who do you
1: root for? That is a that is a tough question. I would, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I did undergrad at Pitt and so I think that there's naturally a connection to where you did your undergrad and you know, and I hope my Nitty Lions uh, don't uh, throw stones at me, but uh, you know, but I will say that it's uh, it's nice. It's a good problem to have because I don't think you can lose either way you know, because both both squads are uh, yeah very good and I feel a very strong connection to both of them.
0: You're like the mom of the Kelsey brothers. So let's get back on track here and uh, it, exactly, and let's you know. talk about this this idea of pursuing your potential. And what I loved about this when I when I read about you and your perspective on things is this is kind of like I would say my how my strengths come together into like what I would say is my purpose and it's helping people find and reach their potential. So I love that you kind of share that perspective. And it's even perfect because if y'all want to teaser out there, there's actually a pursue your potential program rolling out through career vendors in the next few weeks. So keep your little ears tuned, wow. but it's, it's, I think it's really important because it's where fulfillment comes from. And it, this might seem like a really dumb question, but why should everybody out there pursue their potential and leverage your purpose?
1: Look, I think that, you know, as I mentioned, if you're pursuing your passion, your purpose, it's not work, it's what you're called to do. So I believe, you know, each one of us have a unique gift and it's up to us to determine what that gift should be aligned to. And then how do we walk in purpose? So, you know, when I I did an exercise a couple of years ago, back in 2018, again, when I had mentioned, um, you know, just around the kind of crossroads in corporate. I um, did an exercise around vision boarding and understanding what my mission and purpose is and my purpose is to help others walk in purpose, inspired to reach their their full potential. And so I've got my vision board front and center in my office. And every single day I wake up and and I think about how I can bring that vision to life. And, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela said a vision without action is just a dream. And so, you know, the key is once you've got that vision identified, you've got to then take it a step further to align the actions that you can take that will then help you bring your dream into reality.
0: And I'm curious if you have seen it, have you seen it evolve over the last kind of five years. So you kind of landed on that original, let's say concept or area of like, okay, I think this is my compass point. How has that evolved or changed over the last several years as you've, as you've been walking in that purpose and practicing
1: it? I think my, my confidence to pursue my passion and my purpose has changed and it has strengthened. So I think the, the passion, the purpose has always been there. And, you know, a lot of times folks ask, well, how do I find my purpose? What, what does that look like? And, you know, if you've got individuals that are telling you, hey, you know, we enjoy this about you or we think you're very good at this. I mean, you know, success leaves clues. There's clues there that, you know, individuals are most likely putting out there for you. And it may feel uncomfortable. And I'll tell you my, my purpose, it, it's a bit intimidating. My purpose, I say, I, I've got on my vision board, bring hope to millions. Well, that can be daunting. Bring hope to millions, putting yourself out there can feel a bit, a bit daunting, but I always believe, you know, do for one that which you wish you can do for many. And so, you know, impacting millions starts with one individual at a time, one listener at a time. And so I just feel like you've got to continue to step into who you are, who you aspire to be and put yourself out there. So I don't think my purpose changed as much as just continuing to get more confidence. And uh, you know, every day you step outside of your comfort zone, you're building that confidence.
0: Yes. What is that? I say, I refer to this like meme a lot, but growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. And I love Ah, that idea that like you, you kind of got this idea that, okay, this is, I'm pretty sure this is what I'm designed to go do, but -hmm. then you kind of small steps and iterate on Mm -hmm. how the execution of that, of that gift or those gifts looks. And you can then build confidence over that and refine exactly how you're exercising the purpose, because A couple people could have a similar purpose, but the way you execute it based on your strengths and your other individual personality traits is going to be different and it's going to resonate with the right place. But I think that's a really interesting concept of like, you don't have to go, here's my purpose, here's how I'm supposed to use it in one fell swoop. There's still kind of an exploration to be had once the realization
1: comes. Yeah. And you, and you've got to just continue it. I mean, you know, MLK says faith is taking that first step, even though you don't see the whole staircase. So you're continuing to take bite-sized steps, bite-sized chunks. But then overall, you know, when you look back, you think, wow, you've accomplished such a great deal. And you know, what you had indicated around just your unique strengths and your unique gifts, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. These are not concepts that are new concepts i mean even the aces concept i mean you know attitude connection empowerment and strength everyone knows that those are four key themes but it's just you know the take that i have on it and then the experience that i have with leveraging your aces and following your aces it's what is what's unique and what's my gift to the world so everyone has their gift and you know don't uh don't don't leave home without sharing your gift and don't leave the world without sharing your gift
0: and, and I we talk we talk a lot about purpose and kind of potential and satisfaction, the passions piece here on on No More Mondays because it has been a recurring theme on how people stop mm-hmm. having Mondays. So there's a reason it's a recurring theme. And I think what mm-hmm. is interesting is we hear a lot about kind of that, like, do what you're passionate about and you'll never work a day in your life like you kind of mentioned. But I think it's more complicated than that because a lot of times the things that we are passionate about don't necessarily have a monetization factor, but, but those passions can be clues. You brought up a great point about clues to what the purpose is. So from a practical perspective, and you kind of, you kind of circled around this, but we're going to go, we're going to go there and give everybody some, some real advice to, to grab onto, yeah. you know, from a practical perspective like, how do you identify the clues? What do you do with the clues? How do you really start exploring your purpose and 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 kind of finding ways to tap into that potential if you've never done it before?
1: Yeah, I like the uh, the idea. And I write about this concept in my book. It's called your Ikigai and following your Ikigai. And what Ikigai loosely translates to is, you know, that what gets you up in the world, that what lights you up in the world and comes to us from the island of Okinawa, Japan, where They've got the highest concentration of centurions, which those are individuals that live past 100 years of age. And your ikigai is it's um, four four areas. So it's you know what you're good at, what you love, what the world needs, and what you could be paid for. And so if anyone is thinking about how do I how do I uncover my passion or my purpose, think about those four key areas. So first, start out with what are you good at? What what are you good at today? And so for me, I knew that I was good at Inspiring individuals. I knew that I was good at uncovering strengths, helping individuals uncover their strengths. And then what does the world need? Well, the world needs more people to come alive. So, you know, I knew that there was a connection there. And then what do you what do you love? Well, what I love is helping individuals get from where they are to where they want to be. And then what could you be paid for? What could you be rewarded for? Well, you could be rewarded by helping individuals reach their full potential. And so those are the ways that I kind of landed on coaching. And I didn't start out thinking about starting a strengths company or starting a coaching company. I started out with really just thinking about, I want to come alive. I want to understand what my strengths are, which is what led me to the uh, Clifton Strengths. And so I took the online assessment, uncovered my top five, and then thought about, okay, how can I activate those top five every day in my corporate role, as well as outside um, to help others. And so that's what then led me to coaching. And then after I, you know, got involved in coaching, I then connected and decided to write the book and you know help others through the words in this book. And so it's a series of, you know, as we said earlier, just this whole idea of taking the first step. So first uncover your strengths, start to understand your purpose. What does that look like? Put some actions in place, start small and then build over time. So those are some of the things that I think about energy.
0: Well, and I'm going to, there's a lot of good points in there. I'm going to pull two specifically out. One is this idea that you don't have to have the entire roadmap with every single Mm -hmm. turn, hill, and, you know, feature and and, uh, landmark written out as far as like, okay, now I know my purpose. Here's exactly how I'm going to use it for all of time you just it's a little bit of that like leap of faith the staircase analogy of like you just have to kind of get started and i say this too with people who are have career goals that we we are not very good in society now about not knowing everything all the time and i thank you internet Right. And because uh, right. right. we, you know, encyclopedias are now our fingertips instead of like a library away, which is how we did research back in Washpaw when we were kids. But um, <laughs> Washpaw. It, it, washpaw. Yeah. It's it's sometimes we also refer to it as pencil tucky. But hey, there you go. Um, <laughs> I figured You'd appreciate that one after the uh, cattle claysville connection. But I, right. this idea That's of right. like knowing everything up front it's okay to not and sometimes it's better to not because then you can be nimble and adapt and take a left turn that presents itself so that was kind of one thing that came up a couple times in this idea of like take a step forward you don't have to know the entire race that you're running And then the second thing I wanted to say is that a lot of this is very obvious and how it applies to those of you out there listening who own businesses. However, John just brought up how he applied this to his work in a corporate employment situation before going out and stepping out on his own. And, and you can do this within the quote unquote safety net of em- employment. And you can seek out roles that align with your strengths and help you achieve and carry out that purpose, regardless of whether my purpose is to create great software p- for people or my purpose is to great is to build and support great teams who build great software for people. Right.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, it's you're, you're, you're you'll find no greater way of feeling empowered when you're operating inside of your strengths and you know when i talk about in the strength section of my book it's all around adversity and taking the adversity like vitamins and allowing it to build you up but the only way you're going to be able to get through that adversity is by falling back on your strengths and recognizing that you know again you know as you said you know achiever is one of your top strengths and competition is one of your top strengths An Achiever is what's going to give you, that gives you the stamina to work long hours and, you know, making sure that you're, you know, kind of crossing off some of the the items on your to-do list and you're always driving forward with results. And then the competition, that's going to keep you um, kind of in the game, you know, and the best competition is one with yourself and continuing to get better each day. And so when you're operating in your strengths, you can get through any adversity. So fully believe in just really understanding who you are and what makes you unique and, uh, you know, bring that to uh, bring that to life.
0: And you're 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 all you're all permitted. John and I are giving you permission to go through this exploration because we're in a time absolutely. and place in the world where this is welcome and encouraged, uh, from mm-hmm. a professional and a personal perspective, to just kind of understand what you have to offer and really find ways to leverage it. You could be creative in how that looks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and Angie, one of the things that you know you you talked about earlier, just around kind of this journey and what led me to coaching. You know, one of the experiences that I had early in my career, I was right out of college, 25 years old, and I was in I was in grad school at the time. So, you know, type A personality, doing too much, really wanted to make an impact in the world, wanted to make a mark in the world, impact in corporate. So I was just saying yes to everything. And so I was leading the uh the uh you know employee resource group, the African-American Forum Employee Resource Group. I was um, very highly active in the community. I was, you know, in grad school at Penn State, and then I had a, um, you know, demanding day job as well as a business leader. And I experienced burnout. And at 25 years of age, you know, at that time I had to take a six-month leave of absence from work. And you know, and that was one of those moments where it really causes a reset, and it really brought into perspective what was most important in life. And so what I recognized at that point was. I was, as my mother would say, you know, Johnny, you're burning the candle at both ends. Uh So I was highly active, but I really wasn't taking care of myself. And so I'm a big proponent of this whole idea of putting your own oxygen mask on first and making sure that you are eating healthy, that you're getting enough sleep, that you're exercising all these areas that I really wasn't prioritizing because I was chasing success. And really what I determined was it was someone else's definition of success. Not my definition of success. So that's something that I now help individuals with as well. Is just this whole idea of balance and bringing work life balance into what they do.
0: Was the mic drop moment of the episode? Everyone, the <laughs> the idea of defining what success means for you is huge because yeah. in the day of social media and you know all these kind of perceptions around what success should look like it's okay for yours to not look like what everybody says. And that I think is maybe even the precursor or pre-step to kind of finding your potential because you have to be okay with what you discover. (laughs) Um, Also, John Mm -hmm. and I are going to start a support group for type A former engineers.
1: (laughs) That's exactly why uh, neither of us are engineers anymore. (laughs) That's it, without
0: a doubt. So let's apply this to the corporate environment for a minute. Let's say there's managers, leaders, business owners who have staff listening out there. What tips do you have for them to kind of deploy these concepts inside their business where you you have the ability to impact and affect your, your culture and really kind of mm-hmm. uh, embrace this idea of strengths and potential even within a team?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I really like doing with teams is taking a look at the wheel of life. And, you know, no longer is it a work in life. I mean, it's an integration, right? The work in life is integrated. So when I think of a wheel of life, I think of five spokes and this ties back to a really good book by Gallup. It's called well-being at work. I and it's the,
0: bring that up. It's yeah. You like that? Because right. yeah, You see? mentioned earlier yeah. a couple of the elements that are in it and that idea that yeah. there's a lot that goes into our total well-being so that you can go practice your That's purpose. Right. But I totally jumped in That's because right. I got too excited, but keep going.
1: That's right. Yeah, look, see, so that. So Angie, we're going to use that in this company that we're going to create that's going to be for uh, recovering type A engineers. But uh, but yeah, so um, so work life balance. When I think about the wheel of life, it's, uh, you know, your career, social, physical, financial and community. And those five pillars are incredibly important. And as a leader, what we would probably tend to focus on naturally would be career and making sure that individuals are aligned and uncover utilizing their strengths in their day day to day work. But now, what I see, which what's, uh equally important, is making sure that individuals are um, aligned from a social perspective, from a physical. You know, and physical looks like both mental as well as physical, right? So that they've got mental health where it should be. That they've got the physical health, whether it's you know the exercise the um, you know, the sleeping uh, nutrition, so you know having those conversations with employees, we don't have to solve those problems as leaders, but I think we've got to normalize that it's okay to have this discussion because that's really what culture is all about is just being open and making this an environment where all individuals can thrive. and we don't just want individuals that are thriving in a career space, but then they're burning themselves out on the other side. so, You know, you want to bring this environment where individuals can be their best and highest self, and that's uh, really accepting individuals for who they are and bringing their whole selves to work.
0: Uh, that's, that's amazing advice and it's, it's spot on. And I think the important thing there is you have to make space for those conversations and give resources and kind of empower mm-hmm. people to take charge of all of those elements that are really a critical foundation to being able to do your purpose or carry out your career well. And you're a hundred percent right that we tend to get like tunnel visioned on one aspect of that five spoke model. But if you can really tune into all of them everything really kind of comes together uh because I mean we are all sleep deprived in this you know what I mean like there's so many elements of it that we just yeah. take don't we just don't do but can be revolutionary to kind of like our overall well-being that helps us carry out our purpose better
1: yeah no it's spot on and you know as a leader it's our responsibility to set the stage for our team members and so you know whether it's encouraging the social connections which again we know that that's a fundamental area you know there's a question in Um, that Gallup likes to ask is I have a best friend at work. And, you know, and so are you creating those spaces where individuals connect, can connect and get to know each other uh, is is important. And then, you know, the whole idea of physical, you know, we're now uh, thankfully getting back out and, and about and, you know, offices are opening up, clients are opening up for meetings. So we're naturally getting out and about more, but, you know, a lot of us are still working in an office where we're behind a computer screen. We joke that, Know, we got eight hour, nine hour Zoom team calls, um, you know, on a day to day basis. So, you know, one of the things that I do with my team, I mean, I've got a walking treadmill in my office. So I walk five miles a day. And as part of that, a lot of it is if I've got calls, I'm, you know, on a treadmill or we'll do walking meetings where, you know, we'll we'll be, if it's a one on one, you know, letting your employees know, your team members know that, hey, I'm going to take this call from the the walking trail and uh, feel free to do so as well. So again, it's just, getting individuals to think differently about their work and how each one of those elements kind of make them who they are each one of those five uh five elements that we talked about
0: i love it and i was actually going to bring up the fact that i think this is really important if you are in a fully remote role or lead a fully remote team and you you beat me to it so let's let's actually talk a little bit about the book because you've mentioned it a few times and you're a newer author congrats on releasing the book. Uh, What's it called? Where do people get it? And what are people going to get out of it?
1: Yeah, so the book is Stack Your Deck, How to Be an Ace in Business and Life. It's all about this idea that you know, in a world where the deck may be stacked against us, we can take intentional steps through the areas of your attitude, connection, empowerment, and strength to stack the deck in our favor and become an ace in business and life. And so so excited to bring this book into the world. It's full of personal stories, as well as uh, stories where I interview other aces in business and life. You'll learn how to uncover and really define success. You'll learn how to uh, navigate the challenges of work-life balance, and you'll learn how to uh, continue on in, in your life and be the best that you can be, and what I call as be an ace in business and life. And so um, you can find the book on uh, my, my website. It's uh, stackyourdeckbook.com and then it's uh it's online anywhere books are sold so amazon barnes and noble and uh hopefully your local bookstore will, will be carrying it uh very soon as well but uh but yeah very excited to get the book out to the world
0: Love it. I love the concept and I love the idea of bringing in kind of inspiration and anecdotes from your own experience, but pairing that with like practical knowledge. I'm a super, I'm super into practical, tactical. It's part of the engineer in me you'll never take out. That's right. And so I love yeah, when this um, down, resource blends those two things.
1: Now it does And Angie, What I did to you, sp- you spoke about just practical tips again, going back to this idea of vision without action is just a dream. So the book is going to give you the right vision, but then I've got, actionable steps that I call at the end of each chapter called stack your deck where there's three three or four questions where it'll help you reflect and then I've got some free resources on my website website as well stackyourdeckbook.com where you can further integrate some of the principles so it really is meant to help you translate that vision into action and then help you live your dreams
0: and applicable to anybody out there at any level in your career or your leadership journey or your business journey that's what's so cool about this.
1: That's it. That's it. If you're an early career professional, I remember those days of, you know, wanting to make a mark in the world. And as I had indicated, 25 experienced burnout, spent some time out of work and spent a couple of weeks actually in a psychiatric ward. So being evaluated for some mental health challenges. And so that was a bit of a wake up call that then helped me to really get fully aligned from a well-being perspective, so that I can continue to chase greatness. So, early career professionals wanting to make a mark in the world, and then those executives that are, as I mentioned, you know, looking to get more meaning out of life. At those crossroads where, you know, maybe you were passed over for a promotion, maybe you want to change careers or industries, but you don't know how to. So, this book is really uh, to help you to really make the most of where you are today, but then most importantly, where you're going to go tomorrow
0: it's never too early and it's never too late to start living in alignment with your strengths and just, and discovering and acting your purpose. There you go, everybody. And that's what, that's what John's book's going to help you do. So, uh, I'm sad, but we're going to start wrapping things up. That's the only reason I'm sad, uh, as, but I want, I would love, so you mentioned stackyourdeckbook.com. Where else can people follow along and tune into your journey? Uh, I have a feeling you'd be an awesome speaker. So I'm just going to put that thought out there to everybody, but how do we tune into everything that you've got going on?
1: Yeah, thank you. It's um, at go team aces. Uh, so that's on Instagram as well as LinkedIn. And I've got, um, you know, I've put a, uh, Quite a bit out there of inspirational content, so hopefully uh, you all follow along and, uh, and and get inspired and share as well, because we're looking to create a movement here of individuals that want to become aces in business and life. So uh, thank you, Angie.
0: There you go. And as we close that close it out, we're going to leave everybody out there with one last tidbit of inspiration plus practical action. So. What in your life, especially, I feel like you've really nailed this because you experienced that like severe burnout so early on. And I didn't tell the story that I actually had a similar experience at the same, at the same stage and age in my career, but you and I have lived parallel, parallel lives. So who's not surprised, but, um, to give everybody that last little tidbit of inspiration as we close it out, what do you do to combat the con the, the Sunday scaries and live this life of no more Mondays, this movement that we're trying to create?
1: Yeah, you know what, what's interesting. You know what I would say is, I look at Mondays as opportunity, and and I look at Mondays as opportunity because I'm walking in purpose. And so Monday is the day that I get to start out the week to operate in purpose. And so what I would just encourage uh, listeners to do is really think about what it is that would enable you to walk in purpose. What is the purpose that you want to bring? What is your unique gift? And a couple of years ago. I did an exercise where I um, each year I come up with a word, word of the year. And, uh, and so instead of having New Year's resolutions, I have a word of the year. So my word of the year a couple of years ago was uh, this word free. And it was just the whole idea of operating from a sense of freedom and um, and being free in all that you do. And in order to be confident, you know, you start with confidence and then, then pursue freedom. And so as part of the book, I write poetry. I've included some poems in each chapter of the book or each section of the book. And I close with a call to action with readers, and it's this whole idea of pursuing freedom. And so the poem is called Free, and so I'll share it here. It's all throughout the years, I've been comfortable with silence. Don't ruffle any feathers, don't speak on the violence. We were always taught that someday will be brighter, but what if I'm the one who holds on to the lighter? It's time to spark the flame that leads to the action. Change will result, and then comes the traction. That someday is now, that someone is we, answer the call, set the world free. And so each one of you have the opportunity to bring out your unique gifts and unleash your gifts to the world. And so that's how you truly operate and you can be free and then you could set others free and then together we can be aces in business and life
0: if i had my terrible towel handy i'd be waving it cuz john that was awesome i love it what an incredible way to uh it, it uh, talk about inspiration everybody i hope you rewind and listen to that and i think what we will do is pull it out and actually put it in the show notes so that you can read it and see it and really just even get more inspiration about it and i am not surprised that you have taken us out in such an amazing way cuz this has been an awesome conversation and i have a feeling that this is the start to lots of great stuff from team type a engineers john and angie so that's it. uh that's it. we got the through connection. steelers fans in there somewhere there's like a there's like uh going back to the cordell stort days we got lots of slashes to insert into uh into whatever we <laughs> love do together it. in the future
1: john that's it that's it well hey just an, an homage look the cover of the book it's black and gold yeah. so you know i'm just saying you know
0: there you go it comes full circle that's everybody it. John Thompson, yes. thank you so much for being part of the show. This has been a super fun conversation and so much great advice, inspiration, wisdom here. Thank you for being vulnerable, for sharing for sharing your poetry. Everybody out there, I hope you will go grab John's book, help him out as a new author, but get some really, really great stuff. So John, thank you so much for, for being here, sharing your time and be, being part of the No More Mondays movement.
1: Thank you so much. I'm a big fan of your show. So it's an honor to be here with you. And I've enjoyed the conversation as well. So thank you.
0: Yes. Yes. This was super. And like, oh, just super fun to talk to, to somebody who is quite literally my homeboy. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's oh. right.
0: We always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated their own career crossroads to chart a path to success even better when they're helping others do the same. So I hope all of you out there took some notes. You will grab John's book. Uh, You can pick up everything on the show notes at NoMoreMondays.info. And for all of you listening, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave John and I a five-star rating because who is any less stars than the two of us it's also a huge help as he and I continue sure. to inspire all of you to pursue your potential and find your purpose. This was an awesome conversation. If you want to grab show notes, all the stuff, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. And I'll see you next week for another episode of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer, Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com.